2: For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: On today's Locked on Thunder podcast, we answer your questions, including some fun ones like who would be protected in a expansion draft for the Oklahoma City Thunder? What did we learn from the exit interviews? What should the Thunder attack in the draft? And are there any big names out there for free agency for the Thunder to consider? All of this and more coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast on Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team's every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team's every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lothunderpod and email the show, Lothunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder and your questions regarding the offseason and the next season of Thunder Basketball. On today's show, thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. We're going to stay daily throughout the offseason, so make sure you're here every single day and subscribe for free across all platforms, including the platform of YouTube. But let's start with our first question from our good friend at Mavs Draft, who's a, a contributor to this podcast uh, weekly. Uh, that'll ramp back up again next week whenever we talk with him about Chet and just uh, go all in on Chet's player profile. But he says... If an expansion draft happened this year, who would be the eight players the Thunder protect? So expansion has been rumored to be happening in the NBA for the last year, and it's basically going to come. People think it's just a matter of when. win. Uh, of course, the reason for it would not only be to expand the number of teams, but also because it can allow the league to make up money from the expansion fees that the ownership of those new teams have to pay to get into the league. It'll make up money that they lost during the pandemic. So it just is a... Win win for the league uh, to happen sooner rather than later to to kind of recoup that money that they lost whenever the pandemic shortened the season and also last season whenever most teams played with no fans and so that's where we're on expansion and so if you didn't know um, in expansion draft you get to protect eight players and the rest of your team is eligible to be selected by the new coming teams now those new teams that are coming into the league can only select one player from each team so while you can't protect everybody. Let's say you don't protect Ty Jerome. If a team selects Ty Jerome, they can't select whoever else you didn't protect, right? So let's just go through the roster. Let's just name every player and just say protect or not protect. Now, Derek Favors, not protect, I don't think. I mean, he has the $10 million off season. you know, his $10 million player option this offseason. Would it be good for trades? Maybe, but you'd much rather have it off the books than have it on the books. And again, if he doesn't get selected, he's still on your team. So I wouldn't protect Derek Favors. Josh Giddey, I would protect Josh Giddey. SGA, protect SGA. So now we're up to two. Muscala would not protect him. He has that $3.5 million club option, which I think that the team will exercise in real life. But in this hypothetical um, expansion world, I would not protect Mike Muscala. Pokushevsky, I'd protect Pokashevsky. Trey Mann, I would protect Trey Mann. Now we've got up to four now. We have four spots left. And now it gets kind of dicey. Now it gets kind of personal preference. Do You want to protect Darius Basely you want to protect Ty Jerome? Do you want to protect Jeremiah Robinson Earl? Do you want to protect Kenny Hustle? Do you want to protect Lou Dort? Absolutely. So you got Lou Dort there at five. Now, who else is there? You know, I like Darius Baisley a lot. I would protect Darius Baisley to make it six. I'd protect Jeremiah Robinson Earl to make it seven. And now we've got one spot left for Ty Jerome, Taylor Malvon, Isaiah Roby, Aaron Wiggins, and Vic I would personally go with Wiggins here, and that'd be my eight, and then you just let the chips fall where they may. Again, a, another team can only select one of your players, so you'd only be risking of losing one of Ty Jerome, of Isaiah Roby, of Kenny Hustle, of Vic Critchie, of course. You'd probably lose Kenny Hustle if you do not protect him. If you protect the Kenny Hustle, you'd probably lose um, Jerome. I think it's an interesting thought process. I think that the team would have a much more difficult decision to make next off season rather than this off season, right? If if you had to protect them this off season, it's kind of easy, right? You're bickering between Roby and Wiggins and what's it really matter at that point. But next off season, if you bring in three more rookies and uh, whatever else happens this off season, if you had to protect them next off season, then you get to a tougher cut down to get to eight. Right. So that's a fun question and something that, you know, Is interesting because it might happen in real life. Not this offseason, I wouldn't imagine, but it might happen in the future. Uh, The Thunder, uh, this is from at Edward underscore Kelly. OKC own the 2023 Washington Wizards first round pick, top 14 protected. How much will that cost slash take to get the protections removed by the 2023 draft? Uh, If after the 2022 lottery, OKC and Washington stay at their current positions 4 and 10, you see a possibility of a quick trade on draft day. 2022 to unprotect the 2023 wizards pick uh no i, I don't think that, that would would happen i don't think that that really would captivate on the thunder radar from at valen shy presti is going to draft another 6'6 6 6 kai in this draft uh probably he likes the long uh versatile players at kevin butler says depending on who we get in the draft most likely either dort Basley and or Jeremiah Robson Earl would be sit sitting on the bench. I am more excited about our bench than ever. Dort, Bays, Trey, Lindy, Kenny hustle, Mike Muscala, also new and improved Pokashevsky, all potentially coming off the bench. Unless, uh, unless Dort and Kenny uh, get traded for one more year or start for one more year. I see us shooting for 10th next year and making the play in. So that is the, Real big takeaway from the exit interview portion, right? That's what Mark is talking about whenever he's talking about, you know, the reason that they're so excited for training camp is because that the roster will have so much competition on it. I'm not sure how the technical starting lineup will shake out, right? I'm not sure who's going to technically have their name called next year um, by the PA address announcer and and get the flashy lights and get to run out and uh, do tip off. But a minute load wise, it's going to be a cutthroat battle because you're going to have to find minutes for Kenny Hustle. You're going to have to find minutes for Lou Dort. There's going to be situations where you need minutes for Darius Baisley. He played very well before the injury, but also he's been an elite defender all year long. And there's going to be minutes where you need him on the floor to help you defensively. And so with that being said, whoever you draft this year, Jay Nivey, Jamari Smith, Paul Bencaro, Chet Holmgren, like whoever you, whoever you draft this year is going to have to battle for minutes in that way. And we've seen the Thunder like to start their rookies. I think that it moves, of course, Jerry down to the bench. It moves uh, Trey Mann down to the bench. And he's going to kind of lead that bench unit. I'm not sure if they bench Lou Dort. I think they're going to start Lou Dort for a long time. And of course, Kenny Hustle uh, will be gladly coming off the bench as he's typically known to do. So ultimately, I think it kind of solves itself. But it's like you said, Whenever you move caliber of players like Jeremiah Robson, like Lou Dort, like Kenny Housel to the bench, it elongates your roster and allows you to have a better product on the floor because you're going to have NBA caliber players on the floor at all times. And, you know, kind of NBA long-term players on the court. So that's a big deal for the Thunder. It's something that they haven't had in recent years as they've been kind of going through this rebuild process. Uh, as far as the play-in, uh, I know that Lou Dort said that the goal is the playoffs. Uh, I think that if you include play in that, that's not a lofty goal anymore. But I still think that the Thunder next year, in my opinion, will roll the ball out there in October. And if they make a clear cut push like the like the Cavs did this year, the Cavs still ended up in the play in. But remember, for like half the season, they were a storybook team uh, that was uh, right there with home court advantage in the Eastern Conference. That so was a very tough Eastern Conference this year. If that's what happens, then the Thunder just let it ride, and then you make the play in that way. If you are the ball out there and play from October until you know the all star break or until January, and you're like the 10th seed or the 11th seed, then I think that the Thunder kind of pull it all back and kind of regroup themselves. But I think that the Thunder will give it a try next year, just by the nature of what's going to happen this offseason. So we'll see how it all unfolds. But your point is correct on this mailbag edition and take edition. Of a lockdown thunder, that they will have a much deeper roster next year after this draft and after uh, whatever they do past the draft. But I do want to say right now, better good friends over at Bet Online, folks. Bet Online is incredible. You're going to want to check them out. It's your number one source for betting action and sports information from sports developments, league news, reviews, and everything else, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. So go to the website today and use your mobile device and learn more about the trends in action. online is where the game starts, folks. I want to tell you how easy this is. You go to your URL, you type in betonline.ag, or I should say betonline.net. You go to sports on the sports book for betonline.net. And then you go to basketball, NBA, NBA basketball games. Let's see. You've got the Cavaliers and Hawks game on Friday. Cavaliers, two-and-a-half-point underdogs. I told you yesterday I cannot bet against Trey Young in a one-game elimination. I'm going to stick with Trey Young, minus 2.5. Pelicans-Clippers, I'm going to bet with my heart here because I want the Pelicans to win so bad. Pelicans plus 4, and that would give the Thunder an additional lottery pick if it came true and the Pelicans did win and beat the Clippers. I'm going to go with Pelicans in this one. That's how I'm betting. How are you betting? You can do it over there at betonline.com.
0: In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
3: We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I want to say right now, thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you, talking Thunder basketball. For your next listen, go check out the Lockdown Now podcast, another recap show, recapping everything from around the association the night before with our local experts, breaking it all down. And this will be huge for the playoffs because I know that you guys are going to be busy this weekend. It's Easter weekend. Things of that nature are going on. Plus, it's just a normal weekend. Uh, you're always busy. And there's four games on Saturday, four games on uh, Sunday. You're going to want to check out Lockdown Now to get you caught back up on what I, whatever you had to miss uh, during your weekend festivities and get ready to go for the next week of playoff games. So make sure you're over there, Lockdown Now, wherever you get your podcast from. And so let's continue your mailbag. I like doing this at least once a week, um, as long as you guys had questions or takes, just kind of allowing you to send me your questions for the Thunder or just what you feel about the Thunder. And I kind of just say, do I agree or disagree with what you're, what you're saying out there? Just because it kind of allows you guys to interact with the show, connect with the show more, especially as we have more time during the off season. Uh, this next question comes from uh, at anti-wiper. How will OKC uh, use their unused 2021-2022 cap space between now and uh, late June? Uh, how are, who are some of the under the radar trade targets? Uh, John Collins would be a great fit in OKC. You know, this is an interesting question. Obviously, if you didn't know, the Thunder, of course, are under the salary cap floor, which means uh, that they're going to have to, that they you know, can either utilize that cap floor, between now and the draft before the new league year starts. Or if they don't utilize it, that money gets passed around between all of the players. And, and, you know, the the players get a bonus from that. Um, And the thing is, though, it's not as though the Thunder just don't, just have the salary cap laying around. Once the new league year hits, the Thunder no longer have cap space, like no no longer have an abundance of cap space because that's whenever the SGA extension kicks in. That's whenever uh, you have the Kimball Walker dead money. The the, uh, Kimball Walker dead money, uh, from his buyout, which is a big deal. And then, of course, uh, you also have the Kyle Singler dead money, which lingers into next year as well. But Kimball Walker is a big one. You have not only SGA's max extension kicking in, but Kimball Walker with $27.4 million on the books next year. And then, of course, next year, of course, Kyle Singler has only a million dollars owed to him, $9,900 or whatever it is, but this is called a million. A million dollars owed to him. Past that, though, your books in terms of dead money is free for now uh, because you've got Kesey Paula's dead money in one fell swoop you got Gabriel Dex money in one fell swoop. Uh, same thing with uh, Oni. <laughs> I forgot about that trade, of course. Uh, Diake Patterson is done, and then Schofield's done as well. You traded who you brought back in a trade to be able to get Crutchy and took on dead money for that trade. So, uh, bottom line is the thing that's important here is once the new league year hits, the Thunder will have Kimball Walker and Kyle Singler as dead money for 2022. But Kimball Walker is the more important one with $47.4 million. Owed to him to not play for the Thunder. Plus, you have the Derek Favors ten million dollars player option that's going to pick up, and you have the SGA extension uh, that will be going and starting with his max contract extension for about thirty million dollars a year next year. I think it's like thirty point five, if I'm not mistaken. So that's where you're at cap space watch So that's why it's so important that he mentioned before uh, the new league year in June. Now, I know it's an interesting thing to think about right now, and it's kind of fun to let your mind wander there. But when asked about the player bonuses, guys like Kenny Hustle just kind of lit up and, and, and got huge smiles on their faces, and it seemed as though they were been acknowledged that they are going to get those bonuses. And so I think that the only way to get those bonuses would be if you don't use that money, of course, from now until the new league year. So I don't see them really doing anything uh, to uh, get themselves up to the salary cap floor or past the salary cap floor with the space, and they just kind of figure it out once the draft gets here and once the draft gets started. Uh, but it is a good question. From at... Begiel 163, if we were to get lottery luck and get a top three pick, do we keep it or trade it for someone like DeAndre Ayton? Uh, yeah, I think that you absolutely keep a top three pick in this draft. I do not think that you would trade it for DeAndre Ayton. I think that if you get a top three pick in this draft, you should just go ahead and select Jabari Smith or Paolo Carroll or Chad Holmgren, whoever is left at the, at the position you get in the top three uh, and, and allow them to be on a rookie contract. They're on that rookie contract. They're younger. They kind of fit more with what you're doing, and you move from there. And then if you can secondarily get a guy like DeAndre Ayton, sure, do it, but not at the cost of uh, the top three pick. This next one comes from Brandon. If we add a top five pick to this team next year, will we be competing for a planned spot? Yeah, again, to kind of readdress, a uh, top five pick is interesting. It kind of, once you get past the fide top three, there's a big concern about Jade Nivey's immediate fit with the Thunder. Now, look, I've kind of swung back on this Jade Nivey point where, Good players, great players. They find a way to fit together, but it would be a a weird roster, right? If you're if you're going to say that you're going to have a team consisting of SGA, Lou Dort, uh, Jaden Ivey, and Josh Giddy, that's a weird lineup. That, that is a a lineup that's going to take some growing pains, and so you might lose game still next year just trying to figure out how to play together. And uh, so that so that's why I hesitate to say top five uh, because of course I would be three, uh, I would be four, and then whoever at five you'd pick maybe AJ Griffin or whoever you want at five, but if you get a top three pick, that's where my scenario of you throw the ball out there, and if they can all click together immediately and hit the ground running, then sure, you're going to compete for a play-in. But if they, um, if they middle out of the gate, or if they um, aren't good out of the gate, then you can just see yourself thinking for another year in what is supposed to be a loaded uh, 2023 NBA draft. Uh, so this one comes from at Moose Knuckle tank again next year, and then he asked that question. Uh, I think that the Thunder right now uh, are just going to have to let the lottery odds dictate what they do next year. If they get their one overall pick, they really don't have an avenue to straight-up tank, barring any injuries or anything like that. Uh, But if they don't get lottery luck, you're kind of still tied there, just seeing what happens with trades and drafts and things like that. Uh, The plan for me is, is the question that they would ask. Again, I would try to this year find another blue chip talent. I think that the longer you kick this cane down the road, the tougher and tougher it gets. Uh, I'm not saying to go all in. I'm not saying to um, kind of cut your nose to spite your face, make sure it makes sense for the organization moving forward. But if there's a chance this year to get a blue chip prospect, no matter if that's trading two first-round picks to move up uh, two spots to go get you know a guy like Chet or – whatever the case is, you know, we're just getting lottery luck, whatever it is, you need to find kind of a blue chip guy that you truly believe in and start the process of melting all these talents together. That would be my plan for this year. Uh, as far as free agency goes, I mean, sure. You can look at a guy like Mobamba if he's there and uh, you know, you can try to have a fire on those guys, but ultimately the roster construction that the Thunder already have right now and, and the roster spots available, that they're going to have, um, I'm not sure how much sense, sense that that would make uh, without having some tough decisions to make uh, for this team. Uh, if we get Chet, do we blow up the rebuild from at uh, real twice, God? uh Blow up the rebuild, does that mean like you start trading and going all in right now, and like you trade all your future first round picks this soft season for whoever you can get, just whoever star is disgruntled? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, blow up the rebuild in the sense of next year, are you outright trying to tank? And we're seeing lineups like we saw this year at the end of the year. Uh, I think that if you get a guy like Chet or Jabari Smith or Paula Bancaro, if you get a top three pick, the days of seeing lineups that are benching Poku and Taylor Mellon to tank are over. Uh, that's what I'll say is over. I won't say that you're going to go to the playoffs or you're going to be a championship level team, but the days of where you're playing six guys who uh, likely don't have a five year future in the NBA are over. To, to try to tank, I think that that's what's over about the rebuild, not the rebuild itself, but uh, I don't see them if they get chat just going all in at that very moment and going for a Bradley Beal or whoever uh, you envision will be a, you know will be a available asset at that point. Uh, but coming up, we'll talk more about the draft and we'll talk more about your trades all in this next segment. But first, let's here right now about good friends over at shady rays. Shady rays is awesome. Folks. Uh, they have these incredible sunglasses that you want to get your hand on. It's sunglasses company that features $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes loss and broken protection on every pair, and they will send you a new pair if you lose them, no matter what happens. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated for Fight for Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses. Uh, It is backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Shady Rays is where you want to be for your sunglasses needs.
2: This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much needed support from someone like JJ Berea. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good
3: neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning. Every single day, we're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast from the first jump ball of the planned tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked On Experts is going to take you deeper inside the playoffs than you've ever been before with insight and breakdowns from all 30 teams and every single local expert around our great network covering the entire NBA in depth and up close and personal. Now, let's continue on with your questions on Twitter. You can always send in your questions at Styles, and we'll get to them on the next Mailbag Edition. And also, just your takes. What are you feeling? What are you thinking about this team? And uh, if you want me to grade them or tell you if I agree or disagree, for sure we can, uh, we can uh, do that on this podcast as well. Uh, from at Steven, uh, Gant 42 I'm sorry if I didn't say that properly. Who would we look at in a scenario similar to last year in the lottery if we fall to, say, pick five or six? That's interesting. Um, How do teams value Jaden Ivey? Is he for sure going to go in the top four? If he does, and that takes him off the board, obviously. For me, he's going to for sure go in the top four, so I'm going to take him off the board. Then you get down to the A.J. Griffin category and the Keegan Murray category. Honestly, for the Thunder, if they got bad lottery luck, remember the lottery preludes the combine and uh, kind of the ability to do private workouts. If they got bad lottery luck, and they fall to, say, pick five or six, Shaden Sharp has already declared for the draft. Now, he's he's maintained his college eligibility, so he's not for sure in the draft. But if the Thunder got picked five or six, would you be shocked at all if the Thunder say, you know what, come here, Shaden Sharp. We're going to promise you that you're going to fall no lower than our pick because we're going to pick you at pick five or six. That wouldn't shock me at all And to keep, to keep him in the draft and to get him. So Shaden Sharp are going to be where I, I look at Uh, In in this area, uh, I think it'd be a very Sam Presti thing to do, Uh, but Johnny Davis, sure. I'm not a big fan of Jalen Duran. Um, Past that, it would be another Sam Sam Presti special. Uh, This draft at five or six to me is unpredictable. Um, I could see Dyson Daniels leaping up there and most play, most play have him around 10, but for me, it'd be Shaden Sharp. Like, you just you just promise him that you're gonna take him to keep him in the draft, and then you actually do take him if he's still there uh, at pick five or six, and move from there. So that's kind of where I would go if I was Sam Presty uh, from at Gilgis Max, who do you expect to take the biggest leap next season? Huh? Well, if Josh Giddy finds a way to become just a average three point shooter, if he finds a way to shoot you know a consistent 36 percent from three, Uh, That right there will just make him the biggest leap in terms of just the raw numbers, um, in terms of just um, the upgrade to his basketball reference page. Um, I think that Pokoshevsky took a leap this year that that kind of isn't going to go noticed because he didn't have those um, humongous games on the box score. But if you actually watch the games, he had less and less and less of those blooper plays than he did before. And I said before the year this year that he's going to have a bigger leap year two to three than year one to two. So I'm still going to stick with Bokoshevsky on that fact, uh, but Trey Man in an NBA kind of, in an NBA kind of facility and, and getting to have NBA coaching and having NBA strength and conditioning for a whole off season. He mentioned wanting to get stronger. He mentioned wanted to wanting to get better running the pick and roll. He mentioned uh, wanting to basically make a better decision as a point guard. Him taking over your second unit point guard role that could make him have a huge leap as well. So it's a very fun off season to look forward to as we start to see, you know whenever it is, we start to see that these players are posting their workout videos on Instagram and social media and things of, of that nature. Uh, another question uh, comes from at Brandon Lloyd 33. We're going to wrap it up with this question. Best places to eat in OKC uh, underrated place to me is uh, when well not underrated, but like a place that I like to go all the time is the Jones assembly. So if you want to check that out, Go ahead and do it again. You can always throw your questions at me at Ryland underscore styles. If you don't have Twitter, no problem. Hello, ThunderPod at gmail.com. Uh, you can always give me your questions, your takes, anything that you like over there on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to Lockdown Thunder for free across all platforms so you never miss an episode. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.